Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Uh, Luke chapter 11, it says, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he sees that one of when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. I think it's important to know that the disciples didn't ask Jesus to teach them anything other than prayer. But the disciples never asked Jesus to teach us how to do miracles. The disciples didn't teach us how to go to church. They said, teach us how to pray. It's one of the things that Jesus actually did teach them. He says, Lord, teach us how to pray. And as John also taught his disciples. And so he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us. And forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. Such, such, such powerful words. And I think that we can extract last week we talked about how we how in prayer we can we can obtain forgiveness from God, but also render forgiveness and give forgiveness to others. Amen. And uh, I want to hone in on, take a closer look on this phrase. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can you say that? Can you, can you say that with me? Say, your will be done, will be done on, earth on earth as it is in heaven. Let's, let's just kind of leap forward over to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. It says, and he came out and he went as was his custom to the Mount Olives and the disciples followed him and when he came to the place he said to them pray that you may not enter into temptation that's an interesting prayer isn't it some people are like what is that pray that you may not enter into temptation and he withdrew from them a stone stone and knelt down and prayed saying father if you're willing to remove this cup from me Never, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. I want to talk to you on this subject. Entitled, if you take your notes, write this down as for, for our type A people that are writing notes. God blesses you when you write notes. <laughs> yeah. Thy will be done. Four words that will change our life. Write that down. Four words that will change your life. Thy will be done. Can we bow our heads and pray? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your grace. We, we want to thank you, Lord, that it is only through your grace that we can hear from you. It's only, from, only because of your grace that we can grow. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that this word that you share with us is never to condemn us, but oftentimes to correct us and to catapult us into our new dimension with you. Thank you that the more we get a glimpse of you, the more you use us and the more we grow. Thank you, Jesus. You've given me an amazing privilege to pastor this church. And I'm married to the most gorgeous, yet anointed woman on the planet, Lisa Remenios. I'm grateful, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's people say? Amen. Amen. And amen. Oh, have you guys ever had, have you, has anyone ever here ever had one of those, I just busted my grill that it's hilarious full? Have you, ever, you ever had one of those, like, when you, like, there's something about when you fall down yep. and bust your grill, that means your body, that it is, I don't know what it is about the human being that just cannot hold themselves from laughing. <laughs> like, have you, like, you ever, you ever had fought, you saw someone fall, and some of you laughing right now, yeah. you thinking about it. 
and you saw someone fall, like you were holding in the lap, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Like, has that ever been you? Like, and, and you don't even care, like you broke your arm and your knee, and all you're worried about is someone saw, did someone see me fall? Like, you just broke your knee, your, 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 you can't even walk, and you're like, oh my God, I hope nobody saw that, right? Like, how about this, have you ever, have you ever fell in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> like if falling is not a bad enough, if falling is not embarrassing enough, it have you ever fell in the shower? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like I don't know about you, like you're, you know, like how many anointed worship showers we have? Worship leader showers. All day, right? Like we all sound like Kim Walker and Tyus Smith and Darlene Chag. Like we're all, we're all like, Spirit lead me where my trust is with. Right? Like we all sound like Tyus Smith, right? We're, uh, we're, uh, and I don't know, like you're singing in the shower. Now I, I want to admit, I want to. This is my soapbox. I want to admit right here that I had one of these moments. Now I'm not the guy that falls. Like it's. You know, it's hard for me to fall. I don't know why. I guess I got a heavy base. Right? And I just, I, I never really fall. Like, I, even when I trip, like, I'll trip and I will spin and I will twirl, but I won't hit the ground. Like, hey! It's just the Spirit of God right there. Right? That's just, but in the shower, same thing. Like, you ever had those close calls in the shower? Like, when you, hey! You thought you were going to slip? But you caught yourself and you were like, not, th not today, devil. This is the day. This is the day that ever happened to you. Wow. So you're in there in your birthday suit, unless you're one of those weird people that take showers with clothes on. And, uh, and you have one of those moments. Oh, snap. Hallelujah. So I'm in, I'm in this. Holy Spirit is moving. And I'm there, and I slip. And I was like, caught my fall. Hallelujah. Not today, devil. And then I try to reposition myself. Christ uncensored. Your pastor shook the world. I was in the shower, and I slipped. And I grabbed onto the shower curtain. And I thought it was one of those sturdy shower curtains. But Lisa got it from the 99 cent store. So the spring wasn't gonna hold this 200 pound plus man. It was the weirdest thing. I hold on to the, check, I'm, I'm, I don't wake this stuff up. Like I think God allows these things to happen so that I can preach them on Sunday. And I'm just like, God, this cannot be. And I hold on to this thing. And, and I slip and I pull the shower curtain down. The shower curtain wraps me up like a taco. I promise you, I promise you, the shower curtain, I slip, the shower curtain, Spins me around, wraps me up like a taco. My hands are bound to my side, and I fall between the toilet and the door, locking myself in. We actually got a picture. No, I'm just kidding. You guys want to see that? It's bad enough what you have in your mind. Imagine you really had a picture right there. This is Facebook all day. Hashtag. between the toilet and and I could not move. I was stuck like a taco. I thought it was like a final destination moment. I said, God, I still gotta go to church and preach and there's people that depend on me. Why have thou forsaken me? And all you hear is Lisa come, baby, I'm coming, baby! And everything, I'm like, baby, you're gonna be able to open this door. And my baby, she's like, she's trying to push the door. Baby, I'm like, baby, I can't get out. And she's pushing the door, and she's pushing, and she's trying to stick her hand in. I'm like, babe, don't do it, I got it. Yeah. She's pushing the 
baby. And then at this point, I just can't, I just start laughing. I can't believe this happened to me right here. Wow. Like, it, I, it's crazy because no matter what I tried to do, it, it like all happened in slow motion. And I'm falling down, slow motion, see everything. I'm curled up like a tiger. And it feels like there's nothing I can do. Sorry for the visuals, guys. Sorry. You know that saying, I'm falling and I can't get up? I just took that to a whole other level. Some of you here for the first time. Come next week, I'm better than this, I'll just <laughs> Um, you know what I realized? And it kind of felt like, I promise you, this is what it felt like. It felt like there was nothing I can do to stop my fall. I, I promise, like I tried everything and there was nothing that I could do to stop my fall. Like, it's almost as if it was impossible. Like, like I just can't stop, like, I tried everything, like, and then it got from bad to worse, because if I would have fell, there would have been alright. But then I looked like a taco, and I don't even eat something like a vegan taco. And I'm there, and like, I couldn't stop this from happening. You know, Jesus says these words, he says, pray that you are not led into temptation. I think that when we look at temptation, sometimes it feels like, there's nothing we can do to overcome temptation. When it comes to us falling, you know how you feel like, oh man, I fell. Man, I dropped the ball. Many times, it feels like when we're in that moment of temptation, there's nothing, we're, it's a downward spiral. There's nothing we can do. We are there in our flesh, wrapped up with a shower curtain, asking God, how did I get here? Many times we look at temptation in that manner. Like there's nothing that I can do to stop or overcome this temptation. But I want to let you know that we serve a God that doesn't say, hey, you have to give into temptation. It says you can pray and you can insert my kingdom and you can insert my will and you can declare, Lord, you're leading us not into temptation. You know what that means? It, mean, it doesn't mean that you won't get tempted. When the Bible says lead us not into temptation, it means when temptation comes, I can overcome it. I don't have to fall. Amen. You can give God some praise for that. When temptation comes, I don't have to fall. I can stand up strong. I don't have to be like defenseless or it's impossible or I'm just bound to fall or I'm just, no. You can overcome temptation because you can insert God's will into your life and when you insert God's will into your life, when temptation comes, you know what God's will is and so you can overcome the temptation that you are experiencing. Now, many times we also see temptation as we see it as the most sinful of sinful things. But at, at its core, this is what temptation is. Temptation is our human desire that rises up to do the opposite of what God's will is for your life. Do you know that? Do you know that at, at its core, temptation really is only there because of the desires that you possess. Think about it this way, like, you, you've have you ever been tempted to do something that God has planned for your life? Like, man, I, I just feel tempted to pray for that person right now. Has that ever been you? Has that ever been the case? Oh, you know, I just feel tempted to go to church. No. See, see our desire to do wrong, our, the reason that we feel and experience temptation is because it's all wrapped up in our desires. It's all wrapped up in what we desire in life. It's all wrapped up in what we want for our life, what our plans for our life are. That's what temptation is. And Jesus says, in his most weakest, frail moments, he says, hey guys, I want you to pray. Watch how this correlates with one another. He says, I want you to pray 
Like, why would you say that to your disciples when you're about to encounter the greatest temptation of your life? I want you to pray, lead us not into temptation. That's why I want you to pray. I want you to pray that you will not enter into temptation. I'll be back. And he goes and prays, and he says, God, if this is your cup, Many scholars and theologians believe that this is one of the most weakest moments of Jesus' life and pro probably one of the greatest temptations because at that moment, Jesus could have said, Time out, God! This is way too much. Time out, God! Like, I, I heal people, I rescue people, I resurrected the dead, but this now is going to cost me my life. He would have said, Time out, seen over, heavens open up, Jesus ascends into heaven, case closed. But he says, God, I know everything is possible. Check out the heart of God here. He says, I know everything is possible, God. I know that if you wanted to, God, you could find out another way how to rescue this world. And his frailty and his humanity, he says, God, this is, this is way too much. The temptation was to just not do what God planned for him. Like, God, this is way too much. But then this is how he overcomes temptation. He says four words that will change your life. Thy will be done. Can someone say that here today? Say, thy will, thy will be, done. be done. Say, thy will, thy will be done. When we see the scripture, Luke chapter 11 and, uh, and Luke chapter 22, what we see is that Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. Can we put that up, Luke chapter 11? He teaches his disciples how to pray. He says, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I thank God that we don't serve a God that simply tells us, do as I say, but he says, do as I do. Let me model it for you. Let me go before you. Let me show that this is possible here on earth. Let me show you how to bring heaven to earth. And not only does he teach us how to do it, what he does is he experiences, he experiences the reality of what it would look like to have your own will in the forefront and replace it with the will of God for your life. And Jesus models that. You see, when we look at prayer, prayer is simply not a coping mechanism. Feel like pre preaching today. See, prayer is not a survival mechanism. Prayer is not our way to simply live with our head above water. See, oftentimes we look at prayer as our way to tap into God to get Him to do what we desire so that we can fix ourselves. But what if I told you this beautiful morning at 12:39 afternoon? Hashtag we missed you 4 o'clock. What if I told you that prayer was not so that you can simply survive in life, but prayer was so that you can thrive in life. That you're not simply going to God so that He can fulfill your desires to fix yourself and outline the life that you desire for yourself. But prayer is so that you can live at the optimum level of what God has designed yes. for you. Have you ever felt like I was living less than what I was created for? Yeah. Yes. Have you ever felt like that? Yeah. I feel like I, I just, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm reaching my potential. I don't feel like I'm doing everything that God has called me. You know, I, I'm, 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 I, some of us have reached a certain um, economical status and we're like, okay, I, I've reached that and, I, I, I got the job that I wanted and I, I got the place that I needed and I got the house and I got the car and I feel good and this is awesome, but I just still don't feel like I'm complete. I feel like I haven't fulfilled what God has created me for. And and, and this is what prayer does because 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 I, I want to let you know today that you're, if you're living a life without faith, you're not living a big enough life. It's easy. You don't need faith to live at the bottom of human existence. You don't need faith. You don't need faith to simply just survive or get by. You kind of do that. Human natures, we can do that. But to live the big, expansive, generous, amazing, open-handed life that God has called us to 
to live out our purpose in this earth, we need faith. See, we need faith to, to experience all that God has for us. See, if you're not asking God to increase your faith, you're not living a big enough life. And I know sometimes we're like, oh, I'm good here. I'm good. I got the 99 cents on the score in the corner. I got my coffee over here. I got the career. I'm pretty good. But what if God, God had more for you? What if, hallelujah, most of you are like, I don't really need that. I got a mic in my vocal cords. What if God has called you to live a, a big life? A life with purpose, a life with meaning. A life that is more than the normal. See, this is where we invite prayer. See, if I call, if I said, hey man, I need you to go to the store and I need you to get me a Haagen-Dazs ice cream. See, and you come back, and you come back with a whole array of other stuff. Hey, Pastor Rowe, guess what? Man, let me tell you what I got you. I got you a Diet Arizona. Uh, I got you some Platano chips. Hallelujah, holla back, right? I got you some Platano chips. Oh my goodness, Pastor, let me check you out. Let me show you what I got here. Oh my God, I got you a beef patty with mozzarella cheese on cocoa bread. You know what I'm talking about? I got you all the good stuff. But I'm like, but I sent you there to get me hugging us. See, there's a lot of things that you can accomplish in life, and a lot of things that you will for your life and you desire for your life and still miss out on what God desires for your life. See, we can come up, God, look, I got this done, I got this done, I accomplished this. But what if we miss out on the reason that God created us? Hmm. On the fullness that God has for us? Oh, we lived life, we, we, we did everything, and Jesus is like, man, I've healed the sick, I've raise the dead but this is the moment that you've been created this is the moment that you were born Jesus this is why God became flesh so that you can die for the sins of many and he says it's almost like there was two wills there. it's almost like Jesus was wrestling himself not my will but your will be done in other words another not, not the will that my flesh or the desires that feed my will, but the will that my faith feeds. See, you could either allow your desires to be fueled by your feelings and fueled by your desires, or they could be fueled by your faith. See, when they're fueled by your faith, you're able to see what God sees for you. And when the moment you say, thy will be done. You know what that means, thy will be done? It means that God, what you see, I want to see in my life. God, the way you see this world, I want to see this world. God, the way you think about things, I want to think too. Thy will be done. Lord, even though right now I don't think this makes sense, thy will be done. Even though right now things look like they're overwhelming, thy will be done. Even though right now my main prayer would be, God, take this cup from me. I don't want to live this life like this. Thy will be done. Take this cup. What's the cup? Your purpose. He says, take this purpose. Ooh, could you imagine Jesus, the Savior of the hope for humanity, the Savior of the world, saying, God, Take this cup. What's this cup? It's my purpose. This is the cup of my purpose. This is the cup that you've called me to bear. This is the cup you've called me to drink. This is what you, you, you allow me to come into earth for. Lord, take this cup from me. Have you ever, Lord, why did take this from me? But not my will. Your will be done. Amen. When we say that will be done, we're literally saying, God, I want what you desire in heaven to be manifested here on earth. You know how we, you know how, 
You know, we pray on earth as it is in heaven, right? We all do it, right? Functionally, however, this is how we function. God, I want you to do up there what I desire here. Hmm. <laughs> See, prayer is not saying, God, I want you to do up there what I desire here. Prayer is what God has given us as a gift to say, God, I want you to do down here what you desire up there. I want you to desire, I want you to do down here in my world what you desire in your world. I want you to do here on earth what you desire in heaven, not do in heaven what I desire here on earth. I know this is counterintuitive. I know it's like, oh, well, I, you know, I got plans and I got stuff and I got, I got to make things happen. But let me tell you, man, I, I think that many times we, can we be honest? How many of you guys know we think we know what's best for us? You know who I don't hear say, thy will be done? And if you've heard them say this, please introduce me to this child. I've never heard my seven-year-old gorgeous, magnificent daughter say, Daddy, thy will be done. No, 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 because when the ice cream truck is coming, and I don't carry cash because I only carry debit cards. Not that I got a lot, only a couple. I've never seen my daughter say, Dad, I really want, I really want this ice cream. But that will be done. Okay, you got that? Does that Mariah do that? That will be done, Mommy? No. I've never, man, I've never met the child. Thy will be done, Daddy. No, no, you know what they say, but why? How do I explain to a child that we don't have to carry cash and the guy doesn't take car? And I'm just trying to, because we can't continue. I say, Daddy, you don't love me. Am I right? Like, Daddy, you don't love me. You know, like, come on. Listen, we never see this in our, we never see this in our children. I remember that. One time we were driving through the Gothels Bridge and my daughter was eating a box of nerds. Some of you have heard the story, and you're gonna hear it again because God wants you to hear it. She was she was eating a box of nerds. That's back in the day when we were allowed eating in the car. That's a pro that is forbidden. And she was eating a box of nerds in the car. And she was I was on the Gothel's bridge. And she's like, Daddy! You're making me spill my nerves. And I'm like, I know, but I got to drive through the Gothels. She's like, can't you just stop the car? I'm like, baby, do you want me to go to jail? She's like, daddy, what's the, what's the big deal? Just, just stop the car. I, let me finish my nerves and then you could drive. And you know what she didn't say? But not my will, your will be done. No, she's like, she got upset at me, and then she blamed me for her nerds dropping on the floor. How many times we ask God for stuff to get done in our prayer life, and when they don't get done, then we blame Him for the outcome of what we have in life? You know what, you know what I think sometimes? I think we think that we know what's best for our life, and I thank God. I thank God for unanswered prayers. I knew I wasn't going to get an amen there. You know what I think, Kuha? I think we need to have an unanswered prayer revival night. Like, I, how many, I think God, I think many times prayer, answered prayers are amazing. I, I really do, and I believe that we serve a God that answers prayers. But I don't think we give enough credit to unanswered prayers, church. You know why? Because some unanswered prayers you see on your Facebook. I know, like, I know, like, 
like, uh, he was like, he was like, no, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> he said, you know, Daddy, all real sophisticated, because he's an articulate kid. I wonder what he comes out like. Um, His uncle. He's like, Daddy, I'm just not that type of person. I'm like, you're 11 years old. You're not even a person yet. Like, you just made up. <laughs> he's like, I'm not that type of person. And that, like, he knows the ins and outs of his life. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not that type of person. I'm like, bro. You're 11 years old. I'm 34. And I don't even know what kind of person I am. He's like, but that's the type of person you are. This is the type of person I am. I know at 11. This, I mean, that's different age groups. But let me tell you, we grow up and we get older. But man, we think the same thing. We just know ourselves and we know what's best for us. And we know what's good for us. We know what's wrong for us. And God is like, you don't even know what kind of person you've create, been created to be. Mm. You don't know what kind of person you've been created to be. Uh, in fact, you are just the sum of your life experiences and how you responded to them. But not the purposes that I've instilled in you. I'm not that type of person. Like, I just... Like, if we knew what type of person we were, we would have picked the right one when it was right time. Oh. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you just, it's just like, thank you, Lord. You delivered me from that. Lord, thank you, Lord, because I asked, I begged for, I begged for this. How many can praise God that I didn't answer Sailor's prayer when she asked me to stop at the doctor's bridge? I thank God that he overrules. Come on, church. Yeah. I thank God that many times when we think we know what's best for us, God says, my child, my child, hold the phone a second. I know you, excuse me, I know you think that's what you want, but let me tell you what is destined for your life. I thank God that he is a God of the unanswered prayer, that he overrules our thoughts of thinking that we know what's good for us. He says, you might think that's good for you, but let me show you what is designed for you, what has been prepared for you, so that you can experience the fullness of what God, and you don't have to be praying about the prayer that you once wanted answered. Because you're like, God, give them to me, and the next prayer is like, God, get me rid of them. You know why? Because you didn't know what's best for you. And this is how we, we experience life this way. I, you see, like my son, I'm praying that my son, his testimony is not that his prayer life was a reactive or responsive one. I pray that his that his life, his life, is how God kept him from making disastrous decisions because he was in tune with what God had for him. That's what I believe. Amen. Woo! Someone shout, take your time. Thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, Mark, we're almost done. Mark uh, chapter 10. Someone shout, thy will be done. Thy will be done. See, our desires are connected with what we want to manifest in our life. Our desires are connected with what we want in our life. That, that is our desires. How many know that if you are desiring the wrong thing, how about this? Check this out. You could be desiring a good thing, but if it's not a God thing, the good thing that you desire becomes a bad thing because it's not linked to the purpose that you've been created. Come on, if you're going to clap, you can clap for real. See, I, don't, I don't want just good things in my life. I want God things in my life. And you know what you need to pray so that good things will be part of your, not good things, but God things will be part of your life? Is God, thy will be done. Even if it doesn't make sense to me. Even if it feels like it hurts. Even if it feels, you know, you know what I pray? God, don't let the school cancel our permit. Can I be transparent here? Woo! God, please don't let this, this school cancel this permit. God, this is... This is an amazing opportunity. I don't, I, we're good, we launch, everything's awesome. But what happens when you're doing your very best to stop something from happening and it still does? That I will be done. Hmm. I will be done. God, I don't want to pray 
Like you just give me my desires. And you answer my desires. I want to pray that you renew my desires to be aligned with yours. Okay, so we're at Olympia. Thy will be done. Yes. On earth as it is in heaven. Okay, the school, they didn't give us the permit. Pastor Rowe, oh man, you had to see me. My knees were hurting. I got I was making the ugly face pray. Talk about like, pass this cup if you will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I saw this passage in Mark chapter 10, verse 35 to 40. Watch this. This is the part I don't want you to miss. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, check this out. I love the disciples, man, because they give me hope. They inspire me because I'm like, I know I'm not that bad. <laughs> Mark chapter 10. He said, And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask you to do. Have you has your prayer life looked like that? Come on. I just want you to do anything I want. They're like, teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask of you. Oh, sure, sweet. And I love Jesus. He said, he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, no, not in break. A little small little thing. You know, a little comment right here. Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left hand in your glory. Small, small ask. Little small, small ask, right? Just please, when you when you descend to your glory, make sure that John is at your left and I am at your right. Please, Jesus. Thank you very much. God bless you. <laughs> look what he says. Look what he says. He says, look at this prayer. He says, man, you don't even know what you're asking for. Oh, they thought they knew what they were asking for. You don't even know what you're asking for. But watch this. He says, are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Are we baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? Look what he said. And they said to him, we're able. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. We got this. We got this. We can do that. Look what he says. And Jesus said to him, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with I am baptized, you will be baptized. But sit at the right hand or at my left hand is not mine to grant. But it is for those for whom, watch this, watch this line. It is for those for whom it has been prepared. You know what I thought? I said, wow. Look at James and John praying for something that was never meant to be for them in the first place. He's like, he's like, no, you don't know what you're asking for because what you're asking for has been prepared for someone else. See, if we would ask for what's been prepared for us. Woo! See, many times our desires come from what we see other people have. Let's be honest. Many times what we desire is the standard of what society says what's good and what's bad. Many things that we desire, it's what's been prepared for others. And God says, don't be mindful about what's been prepared for others. Be mindful for what's been prepared for you. See, because if you live my life, even if you do a good thing, because it's not a God thing for you, then you still miss out on the purpose which God created you. Only Rolando can be the Rolando. Only Evelyn can be Evelyn. I cannot be a Maylene. I cannot be a Lisa. I'm close to as good looking as she is, but it's not that good looking. I cannot be an old Dean. Cannot be on. Sometimes I see that dude, I'm like, this guy is just non stop. He is amazing. I cannot be. He says, don't, don't let your prayer life be 
your will be done in my life the way it is in someone else's life. Let, let, let your prayer life be, Lord, your will be done in my life. Even though I see other people succeeding right now, could you imagine Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane about to be murdered and there are other people thriving. He says, don't pray that my will be done in your life the way it is in someone else's life. Say, Lord, I, if you can, please, please, please pass this cup, but not my will. Your will be done in my life. What is your will for my life? What is it that you designed me? Lord, your will be done here. Your will be done in my world. Not, not because I... See, the reason that you pray, thy will be done, is so that you can become the person that God has created you to be. You'll never be able to become the person that you've been created to be through your will. You know why? Because you didn't create you. But God has created you. And the Bible says that his plans are good for you. Not to hurt you, but to prosper you. To bless you. That you will have a hope and a future. Says your will be done in my life. I, I just wonder what it would look like if you had a church of individuals but also corporately gathering together and say, God, I don't care what it is, even though right now it doesn't make sense. Even right, like right, like I'm not, like I have plans, God. I got plans. I got agendas. I gotta get stuff done. What if we said, God, your will be done in my life? Lord, I want to. I want, to, I want to become all that you've created me to be. I want to become it. We're done here with these passages. I want, I'm done here. I want you to read this. James chapter 4. James chapter 4, verse 3. And it says, and even when you ask, watch this church. You don't get because you, your motives are all wrong. And sometimes we think it's because we're asking, no, well, I don't ask God for bad things. No, 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 check this out. When you're asking for something that is not purpose for your life, you may be asking for a good thing. But if it's a good thing and not a God thing, then it's a bad thing. You hear me? So, so you, you don't get because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And many times, oh, I'm not asking for the biggest car. No, what gives you pleasure. In other words, what you think fulfills your purpose. What gives you, what the, thing that, that, the thing that you want in life. And, and there's nothing wrong with aspirations. There's nothing wrong with having plans. I'm just saying, take your plans and give them over to God. And say, God, this is, pass this cup if you will, but not my will, but your will be done. No, and, and this could go into situations in life that we don't understand it. Our, our family gets sick, our children, things happen, and we're just like, what in the world? That will be done. Why? Why? Matthew chapter 6, it says, wherever your treasure is, there your desire, the desires of your heart will be also. See, see, the reason that you can't ask with right motives is because your treasure is locked up in something that was never been prepared for you in the first place. He says, whatever your treasure is there, your desires of your heart will be also. But look what Psalms 37 says. Take what? Say the light, the light in, the Lord. in the Lord. And he will what? Man, I look at that verse and I'm saying, wait, what? You know what oftentimes we declare? And he will give you, you know, the Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart. Man, I thank God that he's going to give me the desires of my heart, when my heart ain't right. And the heart is not right, not because it's good, but because it's not aligned to God. And so he says, he says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give Man, you want to see your prayers answered? You want to see your prayer life go through the roof? Man, take the light in the Lord. Yes. Ooh, I, you know, I'm just like, some, there's some things I pray and they just happen. That's it. There's 
some things I don't even need to pray. I just think them and they happen. And I just don't understand it sometimes. I'm just like, whoa, am I lucky? No, but I just, I know I'm in love with God. I, 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 I just, I can't explain it. And I don't want to use myself as a standard, but I do want to share it as a testimony. Church, take the light in the Lord and he will give the desires, not of Pastor Rose's heart for you, but he will give the desires of your heart because your heart now is connected to him because you are taking the light from him and you're walking out your purpose in him and you're overcoming your struggles in him and you're taking over this city in him. Take the light in the Lord, church. And he will give you the desires of your heart. That could be a scary statement. Because we're always fighting with the flesh. And some of us don't want to. Come on. Come on. Holy Spirit, take over. Wow. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, church. Let's be honest. I know I'm like a few minutes over, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Sometimes we genuinely don't want God's desires. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest. Sometimes we. We genuinely don't want God's desires for us because it's like, nah, nah. I, God wants me to do something I don't want to do. So we don't want God's desires. So we try to manipulate certain things. It's human nature. It's okay. The same way that I see my 11-year-old and I don't condemn him, but I know that I, I know, like, you don't know who he is. Same way God sees us. He doesn't condemn us, but he looks at us. He's like, man, you're missing out. Man, you're missing out. Okay, you, you, yeah, you're good, but you're missing out. You're missing out. We don't want God's desires. So we, we've convinced ourselves not to take the light in. We'll, we'll take the light in anything else. We'll even take the, the light in uh, religious activities. We'll take the light in coming to church. We'll take the light in uh, many things. We'll take the light in even the community, and that's all good, but... Take the light in the Lord, and he will give you the Ooh. desires of your heart. He says, I will give. You don't even have to ask for them. You don't even have to ask for them. I will give them to you. You're like, Lord, you've been so good. Lord, you're so amazing. I was about to pray for that, but it just manifested even before. Yes. Take the light in the Lord. You want to live this big life? Man, I... What matters if we gain the whole world and lose our soul? Right? Right? What matters if we accomplish everything that our hearts desire and miss out on God's desire for our life? Let's be real today and say, God, you... You're right. There are times in my... Like, I let God in my... I let God in my life, but there's a certain room that I don't let God in. That's the private room. What if we said, God, full disclosure here. God, here it is. Here it is. Take it. I, you could go into my bedroom. Go. Go. Because you need to go there. Because that's been my hidden place. That's been my place where I just, I let everybody see everything. But not that room. Not that place. That's the place I'm most vulnerable in. That's the place where I got to be real with myself. That's the place where I, I want my desires to be accomplished. I hold that like this. No. God said, you just let go. Say, pass this cup, if you will. That's real. I don't want to. I don't want to. But not in my will. You will be done. Receive because you don't ask with good motives. And you don't ask with good motives because your heart treasure is something else. But if you take the light in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. Even when it doesn't make sense, thy will be done. Even when it hurts, will be done in my life. You want, you want me to go and minister to people? God, here I am. 
You want me to lead in worship? God, here I am. You want me to minister to my neighbor? Here I am. You want to send me to another country? Here I am. It means I might not make all the money I wanted to make. It means I might not see, I might not see, I might even sacrifice some of the time in my family and my kids. I, you love my kids more than I do. Thy will be done. Lord, your desire in heaven, let it be manifested here on earth. I pray we never pray the prayer again. Please don't, this, don't let this discourage you from praying. If anything, you continue to pray. Your will be done until his will is done in your life. Yes. Amen. Can you give God some praise? I'm going to ask Ellie and Jane to come up. Just right there where you are. I believe God's going to move in this place. I believe that breakthrough will happen today. As many of us have been coming to church and things that we've been just fighting tooth and nail, and just struggling with thoughts, and, and God is saying, what if you were to surrender it to me? You know, it's funny because there's this passage in the Old Testament that Jacob is fighting with an angel, and the Bible says that he fought with him all night, all night, and it was not until the morning. It was not until the morning that he realized it was the, the angel of the Lord. You know, I wonder sometimes if you think you're fighting other people and other things, mm. but the one you're really fighting is the Lord. Huh? You can take it out on everything else. But what is the one that you're really fighting? Fighting is the Lord. What if you're not fighting yourself? What if you're not fighting your husband? What if you're not fighting? What if the one you're really fighting, like you're tussling and you're like, I'm not. It wasn't until daybreak that he says, I am angel of the Lord. God, I've been fighting you this whole time. I have lost sleep thinking of fighting the world, but I'm fighting you this whole time. God, your will be done in my life. God. I just want to be everything that God has called me to be. Your will be done. I want to accomplish God's purpose for my life. I want you to listen to these words. And even when you're confused, even when you're at a loss for words, even when you don't understand everything, what if we in faith can declare thy will be done? Can we bow our heads real quick and just meditate on these We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.